Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the December 21st edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. Champion began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. These met the most stringent codes and specifications. In today's broadcast, We'll explore some of the key weekly economic indicators to give you a sense where the electrical economy may be headed in a couple of weeks, take a look at some of the most recent Dodge and data and analytics data, and then take a look at some of the large construction projects. Let's first check out some of the weekly indicators that can offer an early indicator where the market may be headed. These five weekly indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy for 2020. Let's first look at the unemployment claims at the state level. The weekly unemployment data from the U.S. Department of Labor and the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics highlights the states with the most unemployment claims. This data is valuable to electrical distributors, manufacturers, and independent reps because it offers empirical evidence of just how big an issue layoffs are now at the local level. On a more positive note, when these claims start declining and establish a trend in this direction, it will be a clue for you about when the economy in that state is starting to improve. For the week ending December the 12th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 885,000, an increase of 23,000 from the previous week's revised level. The advanced seasonally adjusted insured unemployment rate was 3.8% for the week ending December 5th, a decrease of 0.1% from the previous week's unrevised rate. The five states with the most initial unemployment claims during this time period were California with 202,627 claims, which was a decrease of 21,335, Illinois with 142,745, an increase of 35,129 claims, New York with 58,023 claims, a decrease of 4,654 claims, Pennsylvania with 38,655, a decrease of 2,178 claims, and Kansas with 37,448 claims, an increase of 6,290 claims. The other states in the top 10 for most unemployment claims were Ohio, Texas, Massachusetts, Georgia, and Florida. One of the more interesting leading indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw goods and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR, which publishes this data weekly at www.aar.org. Total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 546,209 carloads and intermodal units, which is up 4.9% compared with the same week of last year. As you can see, the total weekly rail traffic is generally headed in a positive direction. When you look at rail traffic by the various commodity groups, you can see that grain is the only commodity showing an increase through early December. It gained 3.7%. When you look at the rail traffic on a year-over-year -year basis, total rail traffic was down 7.8% from same time period over 2019. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This data is available by state, basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com.
This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma and how big an area the Marcellus gas region is that covers Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. The Baker Hughes recount is quietly starting to show some increases, but it's still drastically behind last year's pace. The total oil rig count was 346 rigs last week. That's up eight rigs from the week before, but it's still down 467 rigs from last year for a 57% decline. The nation's oil basin, the Permian Basin in Texas, had six more rigs in operation than the previous week, but it's still down 240 rigs from last year. That's a 50% decline. There's a bit of good news on the oil price front. Since September, the price for a barrel of the benchmark Wex Texas Intermediate Oil has been showing some small but steady increases, and with some luck, may soon top $50 a barrel if this trend line continues. It was near $47 a barrel on the morning of Monday, December 21st. While that's a welcome increase, oil prices have ways to go before they get to a price where drillers will make money. That varies by region, but a good rule of thumb is $60 per barrel. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's the leading indicator for future economic activity since copper is used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the market leaders for copper because of its wide use in wiring cable and copper plumbing pipe. Copper prices had another good week, and they're still one of the most bullish economic indicators in the electrical market right now. They recently topped $3.60 per pound. Electrical wholesaling's copper expert, John Gross, who is the publisher of the Copper Journal, says it's uncertain just how long this current upswing will continue because of the highly cyclical nature of copper. Dodge's November construction report came in late last week and the results were mixed. According to Richard Branch, Dodge's chief economist, year to date through 11 months, total construction starts were down 12% from the same period in 2019. Non-residential starts, unfortunately, were down a bit more at a negative 25% reading for that time period, while non-building starts were down 16%. Residential starts, by contrast, were 3% higher through 11 months. Branch reported that on the positive side, the gain in non-residential building starts showed that the recovery from the early months of the pandemic remained on course, and that if not for the start of a very large and bridge and tunnel project in October, non-building starts would actually have posted a tepid grain in November. Branch was also bullish on the residential market and said that despite the November decline in single-family starts, there's tremendous positive momentum in the housing sector. He says that there does remain some significant concerns about the ability of construction starts to maintain their current pace of, in face of the rise in COVID-19 cases. He does say that while the near-term outlook remains cloudy, the recent deployment of a vaccine in the U.S. does raise hope and expectations that 2021 will be a better year. Although Dodge's construction report for November was mixed, there were some sizable projects that broke ground last month. The biggest was the 1.3 billion one Madison Ave office tower in New York, which will be built next to the iconic Metropolitan Life Clock Tower near Madison Square. Other large projects of note included the 940 million Richard Boulevard office complex in Sacramento, California, the 615 million Baptiste Healthcare Hospital in Pensacola, Florida, and 2 million square feet in multiple warehouse and distribution projects by J.G. Petrucci in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. I think the one Madison Square project in New York is interesting on several accounts. Along with its $1 billion price tag, it will be blending thoroughly modern office architecture with one of New York's arch iconic architectural landmarks, the Metropolitan Life Clock Tower. And it's being built in a part of Manhattan that hasn't seen as much construction as Manhattan's west side with that massive Hudson Yards project and the, the eye-catching condo towers that, that have been built or are nearing completion near Central Park South.
This concludes the market data portion of our presentation for today. And a special thanks to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series in 2020. We've got some great news because of the terrific listener response. Champion Fiberglass will also be sponsoring this podcast again in 2021. If you're working on your electrical sales forecast for 2021, check out Electrical Marketing at www.electricalmarketing.com. We provide electrical sales estimates at the metro, county, and state level, electrical product sales estimates for 17 product categories at the state level, and access to a construction product database with hundreds of products. We update that quarterly. Annual subscription to Electrical Marketing are now available at a special $99 per year. Subscriptions include access to all market data at the Electrical Marketing Newsletter, which is published twice each month. To subscribe, just go to www.electricalmarketing.com. Click on the menu icon at the top left of the homepage and click on Magazine Subscriptions. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you would like us to cover in these podcasts. And thanks again to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy Series of Podcasts in 2020 and for doing it again in 2021. Our next presentation will be on Monday, January the 11th. Take care, have a great day, a great week, and here's to a happy new year.